AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome back to the Church of the Week program. I am your host, Marcus Burgos. So glad to be back in the studio today. You know, I love the Word. I love the Bible and um, and the Gospels. I'm reading uh, the today book of Mark. And uh, a story that may not be too popular and even a verse of that story that's not even the main verse. But in chapter 5, Jesus has dealt with the man uh, with all the demons. Yes. You know, and and at the end of that story, I find it so interesting. It's verse 18, verse 19. And the man is begging Jesus hmm. to go with him. Jesus, I want to follow you. I want You did some incredible stuff in my life. I want to go with you. Right. And in verse 19, Jesus said, but Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. And man, if there's ever a reason for God to say no to you, to put the brakes on your plans and how you want to change the world. You know, there's another place in the Bible where it says, what good is it, you know, to to gain the world and everything and fame and fortune and, and all this stuff. And you lose your soul. Right. You lose your life. Right. You know, and in this, I think that's this verse is built on that principle. Outside wow. of yourself, your wife, your children. Right. And God is saying, you know what? Be a preacher, but be a preacher in your living room. Right. Be a prophet. Be a teacher. You know, you want ministry? There's your first congregation. So I want to challenge you, San Antonio, as we're, uh, uh, we're going to develop and we're going to talk with, with my guest today. I want to challenge you. Jesus, remember when Jesus says no. And remember why he says no. Yeah. He says no to go back home. You know, we all want to preach. Hmm. We all want to have the mic. But, man, you got some kids at home that really need to hear that word, really need to be taught, really need to be challenged. So love them. Love your wife. Love your husband. Love those kids. I know they're brats sometimes, but love them. And and you're going to see the fruit of that ministry produce for many years to come. Amen. You're preaching, Marcus. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, I, I, I preach every once no, in a while. I got you. I got you. you know, so I'm in the studio with uh, with a friend I've known for, for many years now. I haven't, I'm, and let me tell you, I would imagine that many of you know this person here in the studio. He's none other than Coach Val. And uh, he's in the room with us today. He is pastoring my church. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Val, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, thanks for the invitation. It's great to be here with you and anyone that's listening. I hope that we can bless them with whatever the Lord has for them. Amen. So for the for the few people that, that don't know you, tell me tell us a little bit about your conversion. You know, give us give us sure. some history. Sure. Are you a local to San Antonio? What's what's the deal with Coach Val? Right. So I, I'm not this guy who grew up uh, and had this huge transformation. I mean, I grew up in, a, in an evangelistic home. My dad is a preacher. Uh, he's been preaching for 65 years. Wow. He's done an amazing amazing job in San Antonio and in South Texas. And uh, so I, I couldn't get away from the word. I couldn't escape it. I, and I didn't try, but um, I, there were days I didn't listen 
it's like, oh, that's just dad talking on Sundays. It, I got to be about 18, 19 years old. I, I accepted Christ when I was 14, 13, uh, and, and I got baptized by my dad in the San Antonio River, which was great. But I didn't really have him as my Lord. He was my Savior, right? I mean, I, I loved Jesus, but I, I wasn't a disciple of Christ. I, I was a believer, but not really a follower. You know, I was off at the edge, out on the you know yeah. outer outer circle. Um, but then I just kept watching my dad and I'd listen to him like, I know where he's going to go with this story. He's going to say this. I mean, I heard him forever. Mm-hmm. But then one day it just dawned on me and I realized dad really believes what he's saying. Yeah. And, and look at all the lives that he's changed. And it was then that it's like, whoa, I want to not just follow you. I mean, I want to, I want to, I want to devote myself completely to you. And it was that moment that, um, I start, dad asked me to take over the student ministry and I'm 18 and I'm taking over student ministry, which is, we're the same age, we're 17. But from then on, Marcus, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 60 years old for, for 42 years. I've been in ministry and I've loved it. And, you know, I got into coaching. I wasn't, I've been in ministry and helped dad in church, but I was never going to be a senior pastor. Dad, that's your job. Exactly. I'm just going to coach and I'm going to coach. And I found out that coaching and preaching and pastoring and discipling and ministering and leading are the same mm-hmm. thing. And, uh, I had, I had success and I, I use the term cautiously because the, the part that you led with that verse, you know, I want to change the world and I'll go, go change your home. Yeah. You know, uh, there's success. And um, there's an intoxication to success outside of home. But significance is the only place you're going to find in the home. My dad would say, um, you know, what good, you know, again, using the same part about gaining the world and losing your soul or losing your family. uh, Be the only place that I was. And he would say this. The only place you're going to be irreplaceable is at home. No matter what job you get, you're always going to be replaced. That's right. You'll be replaced. They'll give you a, you know, a little plaque. They'll give you a, a watch back in the day. They'll give you that. And the next day, they've already got the guy to replace you. Home's the only place you can't be replaced. And I, I poured a lot into my home, my family. Um, but Christ was the center of all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we adopted six kids. I, I met my wife. We got married, loved her, and I was very blessed. I always tell people, uh, Roseanne was nearsighted and desperate, so I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we could have children, Marcus. And she cried thinking that God doesn't think I'm going to be a good mom. I'm like, honey, no, God's got a plan. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, boom. We adopt six kids wow. and we've got a granddaughter right now who she's five years old and she's the joy of our life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would have had the grandkids first. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everybody <laughs> says. My, my daughter looks at me and says, dad, how come my daughter and you get along so well? And I say, honey, we got a common enemy. That's you. <laughs> no, but, but, but to your story, back to Jesus, um, in the middle of my granddaughter and the six kids and my wife and my dad and my ministry and my career, Christ is woven in all of that. And every, every day and every hour and every breath. How would, how would you encourage someone today? Um, they hear this and maybe they have a little bit of regret, but there's time. You know, there's, the kids are still living at home or, or what have you. There's breath. I, I always say, if there's breath, there's hope. Mm-hmm. There's always time. You know, how would you encourage a parent, maybe even a grandparent, that they look back and they say, I didn't do it good. Give me a second chance, God. How, how, how would you encourage them? You know, uh, there's always second and third. Our God's a God of second chances. Yeah. I mean, our, 
God looked at me, and I'm glad he gave me many chances. Mm-hmm. And, and so we don't – here's what I'll tell a parent to encourage them. Trust the Lord. You know, do not lean on your own understanding. So we read our life and our parenting life and whatever life we have from the first page to the last page. Because that's all we know is the chronological life of one day to the next to the next to the next. The almighty sovereign God says in Psalms 139 that, that he chose us. He chose us. And our names were written before he ever created the earth. So. I tell people, God writes our life from the last page to the first. Mm. And, and we, and because he writes it from the last page, from the finish line to the start line, and we're living our parental life from the start line to the finish line, we have no idea what's around the corner. It's like watching a parade, right? If I'm watching a parade and I'm looking what's in front of me, I don't know what's turning the corner. I just experience what's right in front of me. But God, who's up from heaven, sees the entire parade and says, Mama, Daddy, I know today was rough. I know you're crying and you're wondering if I'm there. I'm there. John Piper says that God does 10,000 things on your behalf, and you probably only get to see two of them. Yeah. Because the other 9,998 are in the invisible realm, outside of time, space, and matter. So I trust the God who created the universe, who's the center of the universe, to be the center of my life and my home and my parenting and my children, knowing that He's got a plan, and it's going to turn out just the way he wants it to turn out. And I just get to be—I'm a passenger. Yeah. I'm not the driver. That's and that's—that's right. that's what I would try to encourage parents. You know, you're—you're you're a storyteller, and yeah, uh, I am. And I, I got that from the devotionals. <laughs> yes, sir. Great stories. If you didn't get the devotionals, go to am630theword.com and download those devotionals. Great stories. And so there's there's a story of an artist or right. or a competition, right? To see who could draw. The best picture of peace. Wow. And so the first artist came and he sure. drew a nice, tranquil waters, you right. know. But the second artist came and it was sunset. And the third artist came and it was Niagara Falls. It was just powerful waters crashing down, breaking the rocks and the trees. Right. And they were like, dude, you got it wrong. You must have misunderstood. We said peace. He says, no, no, no. If you look, if you look under that broken branch right next to the waters, there's a nest, and in that nest, wow. there's a there's a bird, and there's a li- there's the baby bird, and it says that's peace. Yeah, because no matter what is going on around that nest, inside that nest, there's peace. And so, bringing it back to what you're saying, sure. is that when do we need faith? You know, when times are nice and everything, you just got to raise, you know, driving a brand new car. No, you need the faith when it hits the fan and when it's when it's all going wrong. Sure. And then you got to say, you know what? Now I'm pu- I put my trust in the Lord. You, you know, Marcus, there's this line that I got from my dad that he would always tell me, son, a faith that is never tested can never be trusted. That's right. And it's like, and, and that's that part, right? So I, I can feel the wind. I can hear the storm. I can, I can sense the instability, but I'm good because I'm in the hands of the Lord. That's, that's, that's where I would encourage a parent. Yeah. They, they might, them, the, the nest might be stirred, right? But, but, but God's got it. We have to trust in the Lord. Sure we do. I was reading yesterday Psalms 103, mm. and it's, it says, uh, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me." Mm-hmm. You know, and we got to talk to ourselves sometimes, yes, and do that. Hey, I know it's rough. I know, sure, the kids are the kids are acting the fool. They're, you know, there's, but bless the Lord, O my soul. Trust in God. 
Lean not on, like you said, lean not on your own understanding. Don't go by your feelings. No. Go by what your no. faith says, what the no. word of God says. Your feelings will betray you. Every so, time. So I will tell you, with our, with our children that were adopted, when we adopted them, we adopted five in one day. The Lord wow. just told us to. There's no other reason yeah. for it. But, uh, you know, it sounds like, oh, we're going to save them and we're going to love them and we're going to change their lives. Well, they, they were abused physically and sexually, and we didn't know that when yeah. we brought them in. And then all of a sudden, five years after we've had them and they become teenagers, it all comes out. I mean, we had suicide attempts. We called the police on one, one daughter 21 times. One of our other sons went to juvie for, you know, eight times. And you talk about, Lord, what is going on? We, we faced that, that Niagara Falls. And we're here today because God is good. The circumstances might not be good. So here's the question. I'll never forget one, or, or the point. God one time said, John, do you trust me? I'm like, yeah. Even if I'm going to take you through this? Yes. Even if I'm going to hurt you? Yes. Even if you're going to question yourself and you're going to wonder what's going on, you're going to fall hard. Do you trust me? The answer was yes. And now we're on the other side of it. And we see our granddaughter who knows nothing but the love of Christ. The, the chain was broken. Two weeks ago, she told me, Dad, Grandpa, she calls me Pop-Pops. She said, Pop-Pops, I let Jesus in my heart today. Oh. I'm like, what? You're five years old? I mean, I'm going, so theologically, I'm going, the Holy Spirit prompted you at age five? Mm. You're listening to yeah. the voice of God and you're saying, you see the value of Jesus, so I'm going to let, let him in my heart? I go, why, honey? And this is what she said. He's knocking at my heart. I'm like, this, this girl's the theologian and she doesn't even realize it. So to the parent, right? Here we went through all of this, suicide, homicide, horrible juvenile situations. And now we see our grandchildren. That's, that's the parade. Yeah. That's you know, I know you're struggling right now, but when your granddaughter comes, I'm going to knock in her door and she's going to let me in. Yeah. It's worth it all. Wow. It's worth it all. And this is where, you know, we, we, we like to quote Romans 8, 28. Oh, all things. You know, <laughs> in, in, before the storm and after uh, the storm, but during, uh-huh. during the all things, you know, it, because they're not all good. No. They'll, it'll work out no. for your good. Yeah. But they're not all good. No, they're not. And that's where you hold on. And that's where your your faith just has to bring you through, and and doesn't make sense, and is doesn't add up, but faith doesn't. You know, it's a funny thing. It, here I'm I'm gonna, I'm 60 years old, and if I were to give my kids either happiness or strength, what would I want them? Would I want them to be happy? Or would I want them to be strong? Well, my my initial thought is, well, I'd want them to be happy. But the reality, we live in a world that's broken and full of sin. And if you're going to be happy, as I look at my life in 60 years, I'm probably happy 10% of the time. Because the other 90%, I have difficult circumstances to deal with. So even though happiness is a great thing, it doesn't happen very often. Now, joy is a totally different thing than spiritual. I don't want that's not my talk today. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in his might, you know, and then you go to, you know, Proverbs three, you know, 
Trust in the Lord. Lean not in your own understanding. Joshua 1, 9, be strong and courageous. So God wants us to be strong because we need strength. Mm -hmm. The storm isn't going to make us happy. The storm is going to make us stronger. That's right. And as I've gone through parenting and leading a church or leading a team and coaching or leading my home, all of it, it's strength. And it's strength that comes from God, not happiness that comes from circumstances. So back to your original point, to the parent, be strong in the Lord. And don't look for happiness in circumstances because 10% of the time, the other night you'll be unhappy. But you can be unhappy. And still be strong in the Lord. And then now joy comes in and that's a different, you know, that's, again, we could spend another 30 minutes on that. It's the next program. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) But, you know, and then that's a great point. You you need to be strong. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a, that's a decision of maturity. Yes. You know, yes. because the kids, all they want is their candy. Oh, yeah, they do. You know, but mom, dad, no, no, you have to eat your greens. You got sure. And so and then how the strength come. Right. You know, you're a coach, resistance training. Oh, training. You know, training. and you're training in resistance. Training. You're training. What comes against you is going to make you stronger. So Absolutely. It's not sent to destroy you. Absolutely. It's so, sent to make you strong. So that goes back to discipleship, yeah. right? So 120 people were in the room when Jesus left. He walked away from 5,000 men, yeah. which were, there were probably 5,000 women, and there were probably ten to 15,000 kids. So he walked away from a, a, a church of 25,000 people, yeah. and he, he keeps 120, and they turned the world upside down because they were strong in the Lord. It's easy. Wow. That'll preach right there. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. We, 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 we as, you know, don't get me wrong, right? Like, we want all these people in our church. I, I want the right people in the yes. church. The right yes. ones, the ones that are willing to deny themselves, pick up their cross and follow him. Those are the ones I want. So, so the Navy SEALs have this thing. And we, I, I'm, I'm using this in coaching that, you're, you know, when pressure rises, you never rise to the level of pressure. You fall to your level of training. Mm. So you, your training is going to be revealed under pressure. Right. So if I train you under stress and I train you in, in adversity and difficulty, <laughs> You're going to grow and you're going to become stronger. So when game time comes and you're under pressure, it's like, hey, we, this is nothing because no matter how tough this is, our, our training is tougher than this. So now we look at God, right? And now the Lord's going, hey, I know, I know you want this easy. I know you want the easy life. Hey, I'm, I, you, you're going you're gonna to be happy in heaven. <laughs> when you die, you'll be happy forever. Yeah. Here, you need to be strong, and you need to be trained. Up there, you get to worship and celebrate, and man, there's no calories in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> but, but here there are, and here you're going to struggle, but, but take heart. I've overcome yeah. the world. That's right. That's right. That's encouraging uh, because we go through it every, every time. You, know, we, we, you have your story. I could, I, could, I could unpack my story. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, but God is faithful. And I want, I want to talk to you now a little bit as we transition because uh, I love what you said. Uh, ministry, discipleship, I would add mentoring mm-hmm. and coaching. Absolutely. It's, it's, the same, it's the same thing. Maybe the goal is a little bit different. Right. You know, the touchdown is, right. is a little bit different, but right. it's the, you're dealing with people and trying to get the best out of them. Sure. How would you encourage now a pastor, you know, to, to, get, to get that, the best out of their person, out of their people? Well, man, it's always good. So Jesus says, the reason we came up with the name My Church is the only time Jesus says, 
says the word church is I will build my church. Right. Right. So as a pastor, I'm not going to, the church is not mortar and brick, right? It's, it's souls and spirits. We are the church. When Jesus says I will build the church, I'm going to build people. I'm not going to build buildings. I'll build people. So as a pastor, I would encourage pastors to know that, hey, they're, they're his children. They're not yours. They're his, and some some leave, and they hurt when they leave, yeah. and we get territorial, right? We just That's do. Right. That's the That's reality right. of it. Hey, this is my locker room. I invested in you. Well, what if you were there just to pour the water, but God makes makes the fertile mm-hmm. soil grow? So, so I would encourage the pastor to to all that, what you said earlier. Never trust your feelings. To trust the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit telling you? And, and are you here for a transition for one individual? Are you here to dig deep and for the other individual and find the wisdom to know? Am I going to be your trainer? Am I going to be your uh, your 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 coach? Your strength trainer? Your mental trainer? Am I going to be your nutritionist? So, what role does does Father have me? to give them for this time in their life. Because again, just because they're, they have, they're in your membership, they, they don't belong to you at all. They're, they're, it's kingdom based. And, and I think when pastors focus on the kingdom, the big K instead of the little C church, I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do better. Yeah. I, I have a, a, a cross on, on the pulpit and I always remember who died there, mm. you know, and, and I know it wasn't me. Right. You know, I didn't pay the price and I get right. I get to I get to preach, I get to mentor, I get to love them. Right. I love what you're saying because it, it it keeps it should keep the pastor humble. Absolutely. You know, we we should be humble Absolutely. no matter what size right. or our talent or whatever. It's the task. Yes. And where are you, you know, how how should I what kind of coach do I need to be? What kind of pastor do I need to be for you in you in this, in this season? Moment, and this season is exactly right. And you know, because seasons change, and like you said, people sometimes yes, they do. graduate to another ministry. Yes, they, they, do. they get sent on. They came, perhaps they came to you from another ministry, and you got excited when they walked in. You should be excited when you launch them out. You know, it's a funny thing. Part of coaching is I've got you for four years, and then you're going to go. <laughs> That's so, where it helps so, you. I would so imagine. It, oh, it does. So it's like, hey, if you're here for four years, or three years, or eight years, or two weeks or three weeks, whatever we can do to help you get where God wants you there to be. You that's, that's our role. Because at the end of the day, we don't own anything. That's right. I mean, none of it belongs to us. I know this. Right now, God's giving me the ball, and I'm the pitcher, and I'm, I'm on the mound, and I'm throwing the pitch. But you know what? He's going to call for the lefty in the eighth inning, <laughs> yeah. and it's not going to be me anymore. And here's what I know. That mound or that pulpit it's not mine. It's his. And he's going to call someone else to replace me. And I have to understand that, and I have to be okay with that. If I'm not okay with it, then I've just become territorial, and now I'm building my church instead mm-hmm. of his, his church. church. Yep. And that's where pastors have to be careful. We have to know when it's time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we've run the good race. That's it. You know, we yes. fought the good fight, yeah. and now it's time for me to pass the baton. That's it. Pastor. Uh, invite us to church. So my church at mychurchsa.com. What time is service? Where's the church at? So there's been an interesting thing that's happened to us. We have, we're going to potentially merge with Grace Point mm-hmm. and, and a Northeast Baptist Church. So it's three churches coming together wow. uh, under one name, under Grace Point, at 
two locations. And we have been at Grace Point off of the main campus. And right now, last week was our first service at Northeast Baptist Church. Northeast Baptist Church is 2930 MacArthur View. If you know where MacArthur High School is, we're right across the street from MacArthur High School. And we have a nine o'clock service every Sunday. And, uh, we're just really happy to be part of this unbelievable merge. Uh, and there's going to be some wonderful things that are going to come out of it, Marcus. Uh, we're looking forward to just loving the, the MacArthur teachers and the coaches and the students and the administrators and counselors. And there's a community in MacArthur that is Hispanic. And, and it wasn't. 20 years ago, nadie no hablaba español. No, nobody, I mean, everybody ate the tacos, but yeah. they, they didn't speak the language. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and now, but today, yeah, yeah, now it's infiltrated. Now it's like, man, this is like San Antonio or yeah. San Antonio. You know, it's what it is. And so for us to have a little bit of a Hispanic influence in that mm-hmm. community, we're looking forward to it. I mean, when you're, when you're preparing a delicious meal, mm. You have to add flavor. You have Absolutely. to add different seasonings. Yes. And so every culture, every color, they have something great that we can, We our differences oh, yeah. improve us. Put the salsa on the taco. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so you coming in and that merge is not something you hear. Right. At churches, like right. you said, we are super territorial. Yeah, you know, yeah. but coming together, tearing down those walls, yes, and bringing the body of Christ together. What a what a crazy idea, right? So you know, that's what that's what Jesus did when he brought in the Gentiles with the Jews, and yeah. Peter's like Cornelius. I'm not going to go into the Romans with. He's a Roman. Oh no, you're going in there. Yeah, and then you see the Holy Spirit move in his life, and then everyone gets baptized in his whole home. That's the gospel, and that's the multiplication. Yes, of it, it is. It grows exponentially. Yes. So San Antonio, you're looking for a church uh, right right across the street from MacArthur MacArthur High School. High School, yes, sir. Give me the name again. Okay, so it's it's at Northeast Baptist Church. Northeast Baptist. That's church. where they are right now, and hopefully by the summer we'll become one church, and it'll be Grace Point Northeast. All right, at nine a.m. Nine o'clock. And for more information at mychurchsa.com. That's correct, Marcus. Thank you for all you do, Marcus. I mean, you, a lot of people get moved and touched by what you're doing here in ministry, so we appreciate you. Amen. Thank you, Coach Val. Thank you so much for being with us today. San Antonio, go to church and find a go at 9 a.m. right there with Coach Val. MyChurchSA.com. God bless. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.